movie fun time go 31 days of horror oops all werewolves this is day number 16 and joining me today is my very own sister adelita lopez welcome back to the show lita fun time go hi Happy to be here again, as always. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for today, having me. Today's werewolf movie is Cursed from 2005. Directed oh. by Wes Craven, written by Kevin Williamson. It is 97 minutes. The uncut version is 99 minutes. It's in color. The budget was 75 plus million it says here also estimated what? close to 90 to 100 million and the box what? office yeah the box office 25.1 to 29.6 million ouchie ouch ouch um this comes off of that is Wikipedia, kind of not uh huh and it says here that it took over 2 uh, originally planned for 2003, the film took over two more years to be made than originally planned. So that's probably some of the budget there is just running costs because for delays and shit. Uh, yeah. Yes, Bob, Bob and Harvey Weinstein kept asking for reshoots and changes to the plot and re-edited mm. the movie to give it a PG-13 rating rather than the original. Oh, so shocking. And... And they surprising. Fired. I would have thought they'd asked for I would have thought they would ask for nudity, but interesting. Okay. They Go might on. have thought they could sell more tickets. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Considering who it is, but I I think that was a a ticket thing. Um and they fired veteran makeup artist Rick Baker to replace the werewolves wow. he had created with computer generated ones. Rick Baker did American Werewolf in London. And uh, a bunch of other stuff. We we mentioned him and this situation <laughs> on our American Werewolf in London episode. So, uh, I'm thinking that the target, they were going for a target audience of teenagers, which is why they wanted a PG-13 rating. Sure. But I feel like sure. if you're making a horror movie, you should be willing to go R if that's where it leads. Yeah. Yeah, because, yes, if you're going to go for it, just go for it. it that's interesting, because yeah. I feel like this film didn't really go for the gusto in any way, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me get to the cast before we before we get too much further. Okay. Our cast okay. is Christina Ricci as Ellie Myers. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg as Jimmy Myers. Joshua mm -hmm. Jackson as Jake Taylor. 
Mm-hmm. Judy Greer as Joni, Milo Ventimiglia as Bo, Christina Anapu <laughs> as Brooke, Portia DeRozzi as Zella. I was just uh, embarking on my annual screen, Scream Marathon rewatch series. Right. Rewatch, uh-huh. you want to call it. Uh-huh. And Joshua Jackson uh-huh. and Portia DeRozzi are both both in Scream 2. Shannon Elizabeth as mm-hmm. Becky Morton, mm-hmm. who has not yet been in any Scream movies. Maya? One name girl, Maya, with an accent over the Y, as Jenny Tate. Michael Rosenbaum. Lex Luthor from Smallville and The Flash from the Justice mm-hmm. League as Kyle. Mm-hmm. That's, the anim- that's the animated Justice League, folks. Eric Layden as Louis Michelle Krusik as Nosebleed co-worker. Nick Offerman <laughs> in an early yes. role as police officer. Yes. Yeah. Derek Mears as werewolf. I guess Derek did some filming before they replaced him with CGI. Yeah. Scott Bayo as himself. Craig Kilborn as himself. Lance Bass as himself. Bowling for Soup as themselves. And Solar as Zipper, Ellie, and Jimmy's dog. Mm. There is our, that is our very 2005 cast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yes, David had, David, my partner, watched it with me and he had fun pointing out that there were two Lex Luthors in that film. Um, oh right, because yeah. uh, well, I had tried yeah. to put one of them out of my mind, out of my head. But yes, <laughs> that is true. There are two yeah. Lex Luthors in this movie. Yeah. Oh, Judas Priest. God, I, yeah. uh, I, I'm not going to go on that tangent. Let's go. Yeah, let's not go. <laughs> resist that tangent. So okay. Well, we'll just say apparently movie... you have a preferred Lex Luthor. You have a preferred Lex Luthor. Those those two. Yes. 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 Definitely. And I think. I think the other one looks more like what you imagine Lex Luthor to look like anyway. Eisenberg was never great casting. No. No, no, no. And uh, I don't know if you've, since we're on a podcast, I'm going to plug a celebrity's podcast who doesn't need it. Michael Rosenbaum and uh, Tom Welling have a uh, Smallville rewatch podcast called uh, Talkville. I'm behind, but I was I was following along with that. They call it Talkville because small talk was already taken. Oh, of course. But now that I think about it, he he might be my favorite Lex Luthor. He I certainly prefer him to to I'm yeah. not Michael Sarah Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Let's get in. One of those guys is the poor man's other guy, but I'm not sure which is which. <laughs> um, huh. It, okay. All right. Well, that's maybe a discussion for another day as well. <laughs> um. So uh, it seemed to me this movie was trying to be, trying to do for werewolf movies what Scream did for slasher movies. That seems to i guess i'm just gonna say it was no scream it was it was no scream no. nowhere near scream and i'm shocked that those two creators um made this film because it was just kind of overall bland um well, yeah I'm not, i'd say bland the thing is i do see i very much see these attempts though at doing scream 
but I but um, it doesn't surprise me that this there the, there was studio interference. Sure. Yeah. 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 But I actually like this movie. This is okay. I've seen this a few times. Uh, I mean, I own it. <laughs> Folks, if you <laughs> want to watch it and you don't want to pay for huh. it, for it. It is on Paramount Plus, and if you want to pay for it even less, it is on Pluto. And I believe Paramount actually owns Pluto. Probably. It seemed like there so. was a crossover. I looked at it on both, and um, I didn't want to watch the ads, so I did watch it on Paramount. Right. Well, I, I noticed that uh, Pluto, Pluto's got some Star Trek on it and stuff, so I think, and uh, and some what are you, Big Brothers on Pluto now, so... Um, I just want to say it's kind of a big deal for you to say that you like something because, you know, it's not Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm a little bit in shock at the moment. I need to kind of process that. <laughs> well, um, I think if you've been watch if you've been watching as many werewolf movies as I have, you might appreciate sure. this one more. Because okay. I've certainly okay. seen much worse ones. Um, I have some basic questions, but maybe we'll get into sure. it a little bit later. But just about, we can go ahead and do it now, I guess. Werewolf lore, um, uh-huh. and I'm not, I'm not that versed in it. But this seemed to be the first time it it seemed to take a very vampiric um, stance as far as how a werewolf is created and then destroyed. Is that common in werewolf no, in lore? General, to... if you, in general, if you get bitten by uh, a werewolf and don't... If you get... Uh, it doesn't necessarily even have to be bitten. It, it could be scratched. But if you get attacked by a werewolf and you don't die, then you get infected and become a werewolf. You get hmm. cursed. Sure. That's pretty standard. Okay, that part seems standard. But then it was the... I don't know if I want to jump ahead into the ending, but how they were able to defeat the curse. Okay, so then it came down to, okay, well, we have to kill the original werewolf to then lift the curse from us, but that seems very much like a vampire thing rather than Um, a werewolf thing. And you reversed, are there other films that reverse the... Yes, sometimes I've seen it in both werewolves and vampires. Usually you have to do it before you've taken a human life yourself. Yeah. So this is, uh, for the folks who've been listening all month, uh, I've come up with three broad categories that most werewolf movies fit into. And this is a type one. This is a type one with a little bit of type two. Type one is... Okay, can you... Yes, let me know what what are the different types. Okay. Type one is some poor schmuck gets bit by a werewolf and then has to deal with that situation. And mm-hmm. usually, but not always, ends up dead at the end. This is an exception. This this is one where they survive. But they okay, often yeah. end up dead at the end. Type two is there okay. is a werewolf among us and we have to figure out who it is. And there are gotcha. often elements of both of those that the poor schmuck has to figure out who it was that turned him into a werewolf. Sometimes the wolf bites you and then just goes away and the original wolf or or gets killed right away and you don't deal with the original wolf at all. Yeah. 
But sometimes you got to, like in this one where you're going to try and cure yourself, you got to find out who it is. And then type three yeah. is the secret lives of werewolves where there's a whole <laughs> werewolf society with a bunch of dumb rules and we get introduced to it and learn all the ins and outs of it. Okay. And then there's, so those are the main, not every film fits in those categories, but a lot of them do. So this is a type one with a little bit of type two. Gotcha. So spoilers, there's two werewolves. Well, there's four there's two people that are being turned into werewolves yeah so that's a little different she and her brother both christina ricci yes. and jesse eisenberg uh, both get bit also something yeah. that came up when we were uh uh doing our episode on bad moon there's a fight between a werewolf and a dog and we were speculating on well what happens if a dog gets bit by a werewolf and in this movie, that 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 happens, and it yeah. does affect the dog. The dog becomes more wolf-like. But that also was him. not. It was dog bit him. That's true. So that but doesn't he, well, he seem got, like that should work. Well, it's. I mean, if it's an infection, then I guess the bite can go either direction. It, I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's pushing but, it. But yes, bit. the dog the dog bit Jesse Eisenberg enough. It was a yeah. really, really light nip, but it was enough to pass the curse yeah, to I, the dog. Yeah. Which became more yeah. wolf like. I didn't buy that one. So that was a thing. Uh but yeah. it turns out that Judy Greer is uh, Joshua Jackson's the main werewolf. He accidentally turned Judy Greer and she's going around. Joshua Jackson is kind of a ladies' man, and everybody wants him. And yeah, you can weigh in on that in a minute. And Judy Greer's <laughs> trying to get rid of her her competition. Yeah. So yeah, she's actually the yeah one that attacked. So she kills uh, Shannon Elizabeth in the beginning. Yeah. And then her her friend later, which I didn't put together. I I feel like when I. Uh, watched this before I didn't really put together that they were well did she Shannon Elizabeth but the other one that they were the two girls at the beginning that are talking to Portia de Rossi yeah their fortunes told yeah that they're talking about Joshua Jackson the guy that they're talking about right they, they want to know uh from the fortune teller whether or not this guy's any good or you know what's going on with that and yeah, uh, they're talking about Joshua Jackson, but I didn't. I don't know if I ever right. caught that before, and I'm not sure that I caught that 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 her friend is the same girl that we then see at a party later on. Um, yeah, it part of it. I feel like it was very far apart in the timeline. Like that uh -huh. happened so early in the film, right? Forget about it, and then. Okay, A, Portia de Rossi was totally underused and wasted. If you're going to do, like, ah, if you're going to have Portia de Rossi, if you're going to have a fortune teller character, a real psychic who really has a gift, can they be part of the actual film and not just, eh? like, it was wasted. It was totally useless. We could have, we, she either needed to be more integral or not there at all. Like, it just didn't add 
much of anything. Right. I was so excited to see Portia in the cast because I love her and I, I feel like she doesn't work enough, um, or I just haven't yeah. seen her in enough. Um, and then she was just like barely there, and it it that was that was disappointing and frustrating. Like I feel right. like there were some elements at of of the writing. Maybe again, it was the studio interference that things just yeah. got a little disjointed and lazy. Um, I am curious though, yeah. now that I realize that she was in Scream Two, how much of her being in it was just the casting director, or how much of it was either Wes or Kevin going, you know, who I want to work with again? Portia right. Rossi. Let's get her in. Is What's it the same Let's casting director? In. Oh, I don't know. I don't. They usually don't list that on Wikipedia, so. Uh, Let me, I'm just saying it could be it could be IMDb. just a total. It could be a complete coincidence, or it could have been that either Kevin or Wes specifically requested her. Right, right. So, like, um, I'm sure if I worked with Portia de Rossi, I would want to work with her again as well. She just <laughs> seems cool, and she's talented and funny and beautiful. So. Yeah. This is a bit of a tangent, but as I said, I was um, watching Scream 2 today, and her the best line in the whole movie is when they show up at the party and Portia de Rossi says, Hi. No, I mean that. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Just so fucking ridiculous. She's a sorority chick, and she's like, No, I really mean that. Hi. That's funny. <laughs> like, what do you think? Um, you think okay, so means? I'm looking... <laughs> I'm looking at the casting director. Okay, go on um, if you want to summarize the plot or whatever, and I will. Uh, uh, well, we it. usually with these we we keep these ones a little shorter, so we don't go through the entire plot. We just kind of talk about what we like okay. and what we didn't like, and our thoughts and feelings. Okay. Um, I do want to say about the okay. werewolf that it does seem like there is still some practical effects mixed in with the CGI. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Stuff. The first one. Uh, the first time we see the werewolf, I think it is the practical werewolf, and I thought it was honestly a little cheesy, um, and not great. So maybe that he may be a veteran makeup person, but maybe that's why they fired him or changed well, their plan. I don't know, but I did didn't... notice that his name, his name's in the opening credits, which the makeup guy doesn't mm. necessarily. Well, yeah, because it does appear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess I I don't know if that was part of his contract or they still used enough of it that they thought they needed. I, I don't know any, you know, what the rules are about that, but it, it stood out to me as I was watching it. And then to find out later that he was fired. It's just, yeah. it's weird. Did you notice so, that? I mean, I, what did you think of when you first saw the werewolf? It, did it feel like a good one in comparison to the others that you're seeing right now? Was it it's impactful okay. I mean, or the, was it some of some of them are some of them are really bad. It's it's pretty good. Sure. And I've certainly seen a much worse CGI. The the one in American Werewolf in Paris, they're all CGI and they're terrible. So yeah. as far as CGI especially from 2005 goes, it's it's pretty good. Uh, it's decent design. I don't think there's anything especially innovative about it. There was something here on Wikipedia about. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, okay, just as I'm looking, just to go back to a second to the casting director, there is one uh-huh. um, crossover. So Lisa Beach did uh, work as casting director on both Hearst and Scream, t- Scream 2. Okay. So shout out to the casting directors, unsung heroes <laughs> of the yeah. industry. Yeah. They really are. Casting, you know, can make or break a film. Really can. Or any anything at tv whatever casting is really important (laughs) yeah so okay um so all right well then let's let me summarize things that i liked um i think judy greer was the best part of the film because she's just she's also (laughs) wonderful i love her in anything um i i her performance was one of the best parts her character However, it was one of the worst parts, and I really hated the um, female-on-female misogyny and the if-I-can't-have-him-no-one-can message (laughs) is really, even for 2005, that should be an outdated model and did um, did not care for that as a motive. Um... But I did like her. Um, what else did I like? Uh, I, I, well, another thing I did not love, I feel like it was not Christina Ricci's best performance. There, she had one okay. great moment. Best moment was when, and I wish there'd been a little more of this and a little more leaning into humor. And she comes into the office and then she's like, what's that smell? What smells so good? And then she's walking down the hall. <laughs> Um, sniffing and she's all like she's physically she's doing a great performance there because she's being all wolf-like and sniffing the air Um, that was a funny moment Um, and that was her best moment I thought in the film but she just seemed to be um, David again commented from the beginning he was like why is she acting so bad she was he was (laughs) Like, it just was not her best performance. There's a lot of unnecessary head bobbing. And um, (laughs) also, I don't know, just, like, not really, I didn't feel it. Like, she's just, it was kind of like, I'm just saying words. I'm in this relationship with her and Joshua Jackson also was made no sense first he's like no i don't want you and then oh i can't live without you there was no real chemistry there was nothing really that i didn't care if they were together or not like there was a lot that felt underwritten as far as all the characters really were just kind of generic um and the relationships were not really that strong okay so, are you buying the premise at all that Joshua Jackson is worth killing for? That he's no, no, the guy that all the ladies in town want to be with. No, not at all. Just and not, it's in, not, not, not in this movie or not ever. I don't know how much. Not in this movie, and it's not just uh, he. He he lacked charisma, and you don't mm-hmm. have to be like. I don't think personally. I don't find him particularly attractive he's not unattractive um but he's not one of the kinds of people that i'm like um (laughs) about 
but you know maybe he's somebody's type but anybody can be attractive <laughs> if they've just got that you know oomph that charisma and like a, a sexiness there was nothing really sexy about him and again it might have been the writing um but he just didn't yeah i didn't see the appeal in any way i didn't quite understand what his job was this opening like he was the club owner or he club was owner. a promoter like the yeah. whole club thing i believe he wasn't i believe he owns the club wasn't all that clear her job christina ricci's job wasn't all that clear um i don't know i guess that's neither here nor there but no he would not have been my first choice in casting sorry lisa beach um in the guy that everyone wants a piece of no sorry i believe christina ricci's job was a booking person for the craig kilborn show yeah i thought the theme of the club was a little sort of all over the place in yeah the theme was just but i think maybe the theme was just wax museum i first i thought the theme was horror <sighs> But it seemed like yeah. it was more of a general wax museum theme. So it reminded me of uh, Casa Bonita, that they're like, it seemed like there were different little areas, which you also get in a wax museum, you know? Yeah. So there, there were different little areas of the club with different little sub themes. My favorite yeah. part is just, my favorite part of the movie was just the replica cane from the Wolfman that oh. he had on display. Sure. Yeah. I mentioned in a, in that episode where we covered that movie that there you can purchase such a replica for between three and four hundred dollars, and I totally want it. But oh. I can't I can't justify that expenditure. <laughs> I just I wish it had been a little more important though. I wish they had actually they use it to interfere with one of the werewolves at one point, but I I think I would have liked it if it had actually killed one of the werewolves. What the uh, replica? Like, yeah yeah that would have been cool yeah Since they made a point yeah. you know it was kind of Chekhov's wolfman cane replica <laughs> but, sure. yeah they shoved it in her in the werewolf's mouth at one point and it did hurt her but it didn't uh, oh yeah 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 didn't kill them um, I, think in this I one, also to felt kill them for, was this the one where you had to separate the brain from the heart to yeah to really kill it silver yes. hurts it but to really kill it you got to separate the brain from the heart yeah, or shoot him in the head, which ended up doing. Well, that would see. Yes, because yeah. well, they was like, oh, the brain's all over the you know floor now, so I guess that counts as separating it from the heart. Yeah, um, the whole Milo Ventimiglia um, subplot uh -huh. was also like I don't know, a little predictable in a way, or a little cliche was so obnoxious you know when he was just being the bully early on and like oh you're so gay it's like ugh another wow this is really disgusting behavior that is outdated and i hate it um and then oh but he's just homophobic because he's secretly gay and he hates himself right. like it just i don't know it felt trite the the thing yeah. about that whole thing that bugged me was that Jesse Eisenberg kind of he gets the girl at the end without having earned it at all 
Say that again without what? Concerned, without having earned it, at least from her sure. perspective. She doesn't know yeah. any of this shit that's gone on. He didn't rescue her from yeah. the werewolf. It's just that right. basically her her boyfriend went and told her, hey, it turns out I'm gay. So if you were actually interested in that other dude, I'll give you a ride over there. Yeah. And oh, yeah. look, it's his dog. And- let's grab Let's grab his dog while we're on the way because <laughs> he's running right. around loose. And it just and- jumps straight to... Here's a kiss without any, you know. Exactly. And why? Okay. It just escalated really quickly. Yes. And why would he be interested in this woman, girl, anyway? Because if she's with the bully asshole, what does that say about her character? Because she just kept excusing his behavior. Like, oh, Right. Please stop or whatever his name. I don't remember the character's name, but like, oh, yeah. just ignore him. Well, why don't you ignore him, lady? Why don't you bounce yeah. and find another guy that's not a jerk to the whole school? Hello? Like, I, I didn't care for her. We don't see at all the other side of him. I mean, we see it eventually with, with Jesse Eisenberg, but we don't we're not shown what she sees in him. What is he exactly. done to impress her? What has he done exactly. to make her excuse this behavior? So it, there should be something that we that we see about him that makes us go, "Oh, okay, that's why she." Right, and the same the same interesting with Joshua Jackson. We don't see anything about him that gives any of the women reason right. to chase after him. We don't. There's yeah. there's nothing. Ab- doesn't he doesn't treat Christina Ricci very well at the beginning and then she's like leave me alone and then he won't leave her alone um so right. he's kind of stalker yeah we too. don't see him um, we don't see him being Mr. Charming or yeah. Mr. Thoughtful or or whatever yeah. you know we don't see yeah. him being clever or talented. so again under he's just organizing a club being opening yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, you know, that's not even necessarily (laughs) at, you know, doesn't take a great amount of talent or skill or vision even. I guess he sort of had vision with the club, but again, the club was like a little, what is the theme? Um, So, yeah, we don't really see either of these guys why the women would be interested in them. So, again, underwritten characters and underwritten motives. So, Disappointed Kevin Williamson. I expect more, but whatever. And what about Scott um, Bayo? Oh. <laughs> I forgot about Scott Bayo. Yes, um, that he was just weird and random. Carrot top. He gets. I know. For oh my god. Who we sad. don't see. We um, don't see Carrot Top. We never. They saw got Scott Bayo for the movie, no. but we didn't see. We didn't get <laughs> Carrot Top. It was funny because. Yeah, we were wondering, you know, was it written as Scott Bayo or was it just written insert B-list celebrity that we can get? You know, like who? Probably. Uh, they might have written. It could have gone either way. It could have gone either way. He might have said Scott Bayo, and they're like, yeah, I think we can get Scott Bayo, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, he, yeah, he was funny. It was just funny to see him, but, you know, he's kind of a nutter butter these days. Um, so... <sighs> yeah, him, him and uh, can go fuck themselves. Right, right, right. 
Um, what else? What else? I mean, it was an entertaining, you know, it was a fun, it was a fun, you know, 90 minutes of my life. It, it was entertaining. Would I watch it again? So no Rockula. Uh, <laughs> no, it was no Rockula. Um, I don't think I would watch it again. Um, I don't, are we doing ratings? Um, yes, we're using a moon phase scale. So okay. it's okay. new, quarter, half, three quarter, or full. Okay, so full being the best? Full would be five stars. Okay. Um, I would say a quarter. A quarter. A, qu a quarter yeah. to a half moon. A quarter to a half moon. Okay. Because um, I, I don't think I would watch it again. Um, and I don't, there wasn't anything that I was just like, oh my God, I love that. You know, it was, it was enjoyable. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it wasn't, uh, amazing either. So, right. Yeah. I'm going to give it a half moon. I like it. I've watched it before. Okay. I'll probably watch okay. it again at some point in my life. Uh, I enjoy it. I like Christina Ricci. I didn't think she was that bad. No, it's not her best performance, but you know, it's still Christina Ricci. Yeah, I do. I love Christina so, Ricci, especially recently with Yellow Jackets. Is you know her performance in that is one of my favorite things ever. I haven't, I haven't seen um, it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, uh, you watch it. First season is amazing. Wednesday. Oh yeah. Um, second season eh, has some issues, but uh, she's. I love her in it. Um, right. And I just felt like this was kind of just like a. I wonder if she got bored. If they had to do reshoots and whatnot, I wonder <laughs> right. if she just got bored. It just kind of felt like a phoned-in performance. Like I just didn't feel like she mm. was really invested in it. I mean, and that's right. because maybe again the character just wasn't really that interesting. Um, right. So it yeah. just seemed like she. Be, uh, because of this this period and the fact it's a horror movie, it just seemed very much. Hey, I know what. Let's get Christina Ricci. It, it's right. just a very two thousand and five thing to do. Right. Right. Um, Ex yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. know what I was gonna. Polly. Uh, uh, um, Scott Bayo made me think of. This is completely unrelated to what we're doing and what we're talking about in our topic. But have you seen this Polly Shore thing that's going around? Idea oh, uh, Polly Shore as uh, Richard on? Simmons. Yes, yes. So somebody I posted a meme. Mm -hmm. Some folks, if you haven't seen it, someone posted a meme saying that uh, someone will write a Richard Simmons biopic and cast Polly Shore, and Polly Shore will win an Oscar. And Polly <laughs> Shore, who apparently knows Richard Simmons, oh, is like yes. He's, he's like, well, I've reached out to Richard. Richard and I are playing phone tag, but I've reached out to him. And um, apparently Richard has said, hey, Polly, I love you and your mom. So I guess he knows his mom. But I'm just going to pass on this for now. But now Polly, Polly, I think, wants to like just shoot a little sort of like a demo or something to send it to him to see if that might you know, get huh. over the, get him over the hump of it. I'm here for it. I'm behind it. I, 
I'm not enjoying it. I think it'd be delightful. I just think the, you know, the fact that two of his Encino Man co-stars have won Oscars. (laughs) Let's give (laughs) Polly the opportunity to get one by doing something unexpected. From yeah. Him. Apparently, though, people have said for years that he kind of looks like Richardson. So. I mean, you know, you wouldn't think it, and then you see him side by side, and you're like, "Oh my God, yes, yeah. that's that's yeah. perfect." So it's yeah, enough that yeah. you would cast him as Richardson, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Not enough sure. that you would mistake him for Richardson, but yeah, sure, you would cast him. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah. Not at all to. Do you could cast him easily. He doesn't need any aesthetics or anything he yeah. could just no, you no. just do the hair up a little bit um yeah, yeah. i'd love to see richard simmons get really back out in the world you know he's he's been a yeah. recluse for years now and there right. was a lot of a couple years ago people were like is he okay what's going on no one's right. seen him well that's you know there was a hullabaloo yeah, yeah, i remember all that well i guess um, it sounds like from what polly's saying that he's fine <laughs> Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He just uh, doesn't, I guess he just us. doesn't want attention anymore. Uh, he wants to be out of the yeah. spotlight. So maybe he just doesn't want that focus on him. But I think that'd be delightful. And you know, Richard Simmons is a national treasure. So we should all honor him and <laughs> support him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Polly Shore could become a national treasure by playing Richard Simmons. Sure. Sure. Uh, his mom is Mitzi so. Shore, who owned and operated uh, one of the um, comedy clubs. I can't remember if it was Laugh Factory or the Comedy Store. But like, his, oh, okay. there's a whole. Uh, so all the comedians know Polly's mom. So that's why. So he might. Richard he might know. He me. might know her apart. Apart from just being his Polly's mom, he might. Know he would know her professionally, probably. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's always a little weird sometimes when you find out about celebrities who know each other and are friends, but you haven't seen them work together at all or anything. And you're just like, right. How, yeah. How did they meet? What is that about? Yeah. Why is Polly Shore friends with Richard Simmons? Yeah. <laughs> but... Right. Uh, um, all right. Well, that's gonna okay. That's gonna wrap. It I guess up for that's the it. Richard Simmons podcast <laughs> for the day. Uh, oh man, that would be a good movie, though. Richard Simmons. The... No, wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Richard Simmons <laughs> is a werewolf. That's a movie I want to see. <laughs> there you go. Yes. I was gonna say, uh, join us next time when we discuss the uh, Bob Ross biopic. <laughs> There is one, or there's something, there's a movie that's kind of no. loosely, the, there's, oh, well, there are definitely Owen documentaries, Wilson, and, yeah. Owen Wilson seems to be playing someone who's not Bob Ross, but is very much Bob right. Ross. Right, right, right. I don't, I don't know right. any more about it than that. There's a great Bob Ross documentary, though, that you should check out. He actually was uh, okay. far more interesting than you would think. Um I don't remember what it's called, but you could just Google Bob okay. Ross documentary. Okay. Um, uh, all right. Okay, then. <laughs> I guess we're done. All right. Uh, Lita, beware of full moons. On the internet. 
Oh, uh, find me on Instagram or Facebook at I am Lita Lopez. Um, I've got a YouTube channel. My YouTube handle is at Lita Lopez. Okay. And I am Lita Lopez pretty much everywhere else. And that's about it, I guess. Hmm. Well, we'll do a guest profile for you on the website and put the links to all of that okay. stuff. Okay. Cool. There. Awesome. Well, thanks, my sister, for joining me once again. You're welcome, my brother. Thank you for having me. We'll be back tomorrow with another werewolf movie. Until then, I have been Precious D. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. Do not misuse science. We will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg. Funtime Go!